My scripture this morning is taken from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. If you'd like to follow along as I read aloud, it is found in your pew Bibles on page 192. Now, concerning the times and the seasons, brothers and sisters, you do, need, you do not need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come to you like a thief in the night. When they say, there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them. As labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and there will be no escape. But you, beloved, are not in darkness. For that day to surprise you like a thief... For you are all children of light and children of this day. We are not of the night or of darkness. So then, let us not fall asleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who are drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober and put on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has destined us not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us. So that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live with him. Therefore, encourage the one another and build up each other as indeed you are doing. May God bless the reading of God's holy scripture. Amen. So now Paul offers closing thoughts on the day of the Lord's, which we considered and talked about last week. The recipients are aware, according to Paul, that the day will come unexpectedly and without warning. The two metaphors used to describe this second coming are varied. One is a thief in the night, and the other one is the labor pains of a woman. Then, for some reason, Paul shifts to a third metaphor to describe the Thessalonian status. You aren't in the dark, he says, for you are all children of the light and of the day. Remember, only the bad things happen at night, and only the things of God happen in the day. Paul then gives us one of the second only images of this spiritual armor of love, faith, and hope. He talks about it in such a way that Christ died our death so that we could be with him always in life and in death. And the hope is that these words are encouraging to the people of Thessalonia as well as for us. But it cannot be posted on some sort of calendar. You can't be thinking, oh, it's going to be tomorrow. As a matter of fact, part of the problem with using the Bible in the aspect of prediction is, is that we have been told numerous times in the scripture that you will not know the time or the place. So for Paul, it's in the next 30 seconds. There's an expediency in the ways that he talks about it. He wants you to understand from the depths of his being that one must be prepared 
for this moment. And in it, you have to be prepared in such a way that you have this, for lack of a better phrase, spiritual armor of faith, hope, and love, which is different, obviously, than what he wrote to the church in Corinth. So, like I've been warning you, I'm stuck in this imagery of sailing. And I didn't even really like sailing as a Boy Scout, but maybe it's because I'm in scouting so much now that I've been thinking about it a lot lately. But I think it's important for us to talk about Thanksgiving. And how does that work for us in this big vessel of life? Our hearts are drawn to the precious gift of family. This week, we're embarking on a journey of gratitude inspired by timeless wisdom embedded in 1 Thessalonians. And just as skilled navigators chart their course through uncharted waters, we too are called to navigate the seas of life with faith, hope, and love. Especially as we gather with our families during this Thanksgiving. Now I want you to picture it for just a second. The expansive horizon of a Thanksgiving gathering. Our families, much like ships setting sail into the great unknown, are vessels of love, laughter, and shared memories. Our hope is, is that during our season of Thanksgiving, that we want our faith to be the compass that guides us towards the shores of gratitude. As families of the light and of the day, we want the radiance of Christ to illuminate our homes and our hearts like lanterns on board vessels. And life like the unpredictable seas that we find before us, offers both calm waters and turbulent storms. Yet, in the labor pains of shared experiences, we find transformative moments that bring forth new life and deeper connections. Yes, our faith becomes that anchor that grounds us in the unshakable promises of Christ allowing our families to weather the storms of life and emerge stronger, hopefully united in love. It's during that, around that Thanksgiving table that some of us need to have that spiritual armor put on of gratitude, faith, hope, and love. You see, this armor becomes our divine shield from the world. It protects us from adversities that may arise in our shared journeys. Christ's sacrificial love, our unwavering faith in his providence, and the hope that binds us together become our steadfast companions and enriching our Thanksgiving celebrations. Now, in the grand theater of life, where the script cannot be confined to the limitations of a calendar, we transcend the boundaries of time. Our Thanksgiving journey is not governed by earthly schedules, 
but by the timeless principles of faith, hope, and love. These virtues serve as our compass. They should be directing our course. They should be ensuring that our family voyage is filled with gratitude and joy. Consider this, this vessel of your own shared life in the various ports of existence, in your homes, around the Thanksgiving table, with laughter and in challenges. Let's be honest, <laughs> not everybody's Thanksgiving is filled with joy. There are a lot of tears sometimes. We have to ask ourselves, where is it that our family needs an infusion of gratitude? Maybe just a moment of more hope or an abundance of love. Now, I really want you to take a moment, just like I did with the children, and I want you to pause and assess the state of your, for lack of a better phrase, because I'm stuck on it, of your family's vessel. So just do that for just a second. Do you have it in your mind? Where is it that we need these infusions of gratitude, these places of more hope or an abundance of love? Now you can open your eyes. I truly believe that when we take moments of introspection, that we discover the areas of need in divine navigation. You see, the world of Ozzie and Harriet, the, the world of Leave it to Beaver, never really existed, right? Just on television. I think if we're really being honest, the Brady Bunch and all of that craziness was probably closer to reality, being the oldest of six kids. I can tell you for a fact it's a weird experience. And not every Thanksgiving is filled with joy and laughter. And not every Thanksgiving has the perfect turkey. And not every Thanksgiving... Oh wait, we're implying that there are families that have meals to eat on Thanksgiving. You, you, we tend to believe that all of their families in the world are just like ours. This last week, we just saw over and over and over moments of extended family members because we have the families that we live with in our own vessels and our own journeys of faith but then there's those families that we worship with and then there's those families that are outside this door and this week Wheat Heart and Operation Blessing and the Perry Food Pantry have been trying to find ways to make sure and do whatever we can to ensure all of the guests that we know of and our extended families can have something to eat on Thanksgiving Day. But you know what we weren't prepared for? Was how many were desiring a meal. It, the food pantry, for example, we, we were not ready for the hundred 
171 families that we fed. We weren't prepared for the 55 families that we delivered food to. We thought, well, we'll have 140, maybe 150 families. And then when 171 families came and their shelves started to look a little bit bare, you come to find out that they weren't really there for the food. They were there to be fed. Knowing that God would provide for them. And then, church, our community truly understood the lesson of the loaves and fishes. The greatest Thanksgiving meal of all time. You see, church... As we gather this Thanksgiving, let us be prepared not only with delicious provisions on our tables, but with enduring treasures of gratitude-filled hearts, a hope that transcends circumstances, and a love that binds us together as a Thanksgiving family. That fundamental family triad of faith, Hope and love is the compass that steers us through the uncertain seas of life, turning our Thanksgiving celebrations into a voyage of joy. And in the wisdom of the Apostle Paul, who often wrote of the essence of life together, let us consider the ethical demands of family living, our collective Thanksgiving journeys are enriched when we are alive and awake in the present moment because family is at the core of what Christ has done and is doing within our homes here and in worship and in around our communities. They are the vibrant lifeblood. So let me give you this blessing as we end this time together. May the winds of faith feel the sails of your thanksgiving vessel. The compass of hope guide your family's way. And the harbor of love be your eternal destination. And as we navigate life's seas together, let us anchor our gratitude in the love we share as a thanksgiving family. In the name of the navigator of our souls, let this message be a guiding light on our family's journey. Amen, and happy Thanksgiving.